the Gotham to Tokyo Podcast. Presented by the Silhouettes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gotham to Tokyo Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Tony. And today, we're going to have more of the shit that you love. Music, interviews, and of course, music. Today, we have an interview with a longtime member of the Brazilian and Japanese music scene. And, of course, more music coming out of the great city of Tokyo. So, without any further ado, let's get into Bands of Tokyo. first band to be featured today is a punk rock band coming out of Tokyo called Tokyo Zombie. Tokyo Zombie is a punk rock band originally formed in 2011 by members Nino Funato, Nico Funato, Sam Fuller, and Hyo Jung Lee. Tokyo Zombie is part of the so-called Tokyo Zombie Youth Movement, a Tokyo-based collection of artists, musicians, and other sort of outsider groups. Off of their 2020 live album, Live at Space Odd, this is Ken Mokushine. What do you guys, you guys want to hear Ken Moka? Let's do Ken Mokushine one more time, okay? Again, that was Tokyo Zombie live at Space Odd with Ken Mokushine. You can find their music on Bandcamp as well as the band on Instagram. Our next band to be featured is a Tokyo-based 
dramatic hardcore band called Zanm. Z-A-N-M. Formed in 2014, with all Japanese members, the band takes a very heavy style of hardcore, post-hardcore, and metalcore, and mixes it with a dramatic and dark gothic twist. Released in 2018, this is their debut single, Mukaini. This is Zen M.
again, that was Zan M with Mukaini. That is their debut single from 2018. You can find the band on Bandcamp as well as Instagram. Today, I have an interview with Rodrigo Heshiki, a Brazilian Japanese musician, former roadie, and current writer for a post hardcore Brazilian online magazine website. We talk about everything from music to life and everything in between. Enjoy. Thank you so much for coming on here, Rodrigo. If you could just introduce yourself, who you are, uh, what you do, and what you're doing here in Japan. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the invite. And Well, I here in Japan, I came to just work here because my dad lives here. And I came like two years ago. And after I came, I started to uh, get involved into the music scene here. So... <laughs> That's why I'm here. All right, so what exactly is it that you do uh, here in Japan with the music scene? or what are you... Now I'm trying to start a band, but I also write for a website in Brazil. It's called Post Hardcore BR. And we talk basically about post hardcore music and right. stuff. And I'm still working with them. So I like when I am some band, uh, mostly American bands came to Japan. And, uh-huh. Our bands relatable to our content. Mm. I try to talk with them after the the shows and I don't know maybe ask for some interview to record some message to Brazilian fans. And when it's work tour, almost always they can here and have some gigs uh, scheduled in Brazil. So we try to do um, a video to yeah like a preview from the show. Like they saying, ah, we are so stoked to play in Brazil. <laughs> Not the same thing, but it's cool for Brazilian people to see that um, they know <laughs> that they have fans there and this kind of stuff. Yeah, right. So you said that you write for Post Hardcore Brazil, the website. How long have you done that? Well, it's like almost 10 years right now. I think I started in 2011. Wow, it's a pretty long time. Wow, it's impressive. Yeah, so but I start to we start to get uh, big in Brazil in something around 2014, I guess, when we start to getting involved with the producers and this right. uh, start to ask us for to do some interviews for bits that were about to came and also they started to ask us about what kind of band you think you have good public in Brazil, what kind of band people are hearing right now, because um, they work bringing the bands, but I'm not sure if they really listen to all those bands that they work with. And it was cool because I was able to uh, connect more with the bands itself and have contact uh, with people that I never thought that who was be doing this boring then like uh they have to do this This is my job and also they there of course so you said that the website is well the magazine is mostly dedicated to post-hardcore and bands from that like style of music right yeah most like post-hardcore but post-hardcore is not a 
a strong germ today. So we also talk about all the related uh, related germs like uh, emo music, um, metal song, mm. uh, metal car bands, met, metal hardcore, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of metal rock bands getting into the scene. So we try to talk about everything that's kind of underground. All right. So we talked a little bit about like your history of what you've done uh with the music scene but i want to talk a little bit about your musical background like how did you get into music what sort of music did you get into first what's the story to uh like i started to listen to rock and roll music like i when in my early days i didn't like music at all i was only listening to like uh anime so some tracks and music uh that was on video games and this kind of stuff I think the game changed when I started to play Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk was amazing. They have such an amazing soundtrack and all bands like Arroge, uh, Alien Farm, all the, those bands that I possibly <laughs> will never know about the game. And then I start to play like I was 13 years old, I guess. When I saw the, the Vines video clip, the, the Vines, the Australian band, they were my first favorite band. Like, and I, when I saw the video, video clip from Get Free, I said, well, uh, that's what I want to do for life. I want to play guitar in a band. And on the next day, my, I have a cousin that plays bass in a band, in a punk rock band, and asked him to teach me how to play uh acoustic guitar so he took his uh, acoustic guitar he buried me for a month and teach me the uh, basic cards uh pentatonic scale and this all this basic stuff for get on guitar and then i started to play uh but i was listening a lot, a lot of music I, i'm not sure but i was not so into the music and then I started to hear some new metal, new metal bands at that time. New metal was pretty popular because of Thinking Park, Evanescence, stuff now, this kind of stuff. And it was kind of easy to play because they just uh, drop it tunes. It's more simple to play with a band. And then I tried to start with some bands, but you know, when you have 13 years old, uh, you don't take. Uh, things too serious and also other people don't want to play with you because they supposed to think that you will not be serious on that but i think when i at 14 i started with my first band that really um was kind of serious we recorded an ep was called haikyuu uh the name is japanese but we, i was the only japanese descendant on the band I, I don't remember well why we choose the name, but we toured for uh, a year, we released an EP, and we have uh, we done great shows with uh, a lot of uh, public, we almost always are friends, but we have a lot of friends together, so we have good, good audience for the, the shows. And I think, well, I play for almost two years with them and then we kind of broke i, I left first because i think that we are not uh, developing as a band 
but I was not pretty sure to tell why we're not going getting better as playing so much and then the band broke up but I guess it was, wasn't anyone's fault it we're just so immature at time that we I think it was not time to take too serious and then I start to uh, work as road uh, roadie from a lot of bands like um, there's some Brazilian bands that was uh, Pretty popular at the time, uh, playing TV and like this kind of stuff. And I work with one, it's called Believe. I'm not sure if they are, well, well like uh, American people or other countries know, but they was uh, huge in Brazil and also they, was, they were playing with a lot of uh, bands that came to play in Brazil, like an opening act. So at the time I used, I start to see things more um, professional. I start to see that rock and roll wasn't that cool. Sometimes it was boring. Like you have battles, you have to been practice uh, every week to get better, and sometimes you can develop uh, all your ideas at time to records. And but it was a good for learning how. And the concept of band becomes something uh, done, like the final pro uh, products. And in, uh, in this between, I started to write about music. We started in 2011. Yeah, I guess it was 11, but I'm not pretty sure because I started to write after they, they was um online uh they were we started to uh, with the blog uh at start we used to post more like uh down of the albums that we should listen about because the internet was <laughs> so i don't know how to say but they used to let things go but now they're turning all downloads down because of copyright things kind of <laughs> the rights. But um, like almost all the bands we used to listen at the time, post hardcore bands, some metal bands, wasn't released by Brazilian labels. So we didn't have enough access to all this, this stuff. And then for us, it was okay to put, put in some downloads through people. Because kind of this was the only way to listen to those bands, and it was good for bands too. Because most of these bands uh, that play in Brazil play because people downloaded their, their stuff and knew about their music. But uh, once I, we uh, have uh, or we post everything on Blogspot, now we were about to change, have our own domain, but always was on, on black spot so we lose the the first uh, the first blog because we took a strike from Warner Bros Warner music and about a CD that we put for the load from we came as Romans oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy yeah and then it was the second album they released we posted the, the, the album 
and it took a strike, and then we lose the domain. So we have to start everything from zero. We had something like half a million access on the, the blog yet. And then, we, and then it was a good part because we had nothing to post. Like we had no more download uh, albums to put to download. So we started to create our own articles. I started, I started doing some reviews from things that were coming out. And then we start to do some some reviews from shows that was happening in Brazil. And at that point, some producers saw our work and started to ask us to do uh, like a, a interview for them to put. And it was kind of the publish of, of thing, like to spread the words of the band before they came. So maybe that we brought more people to the, the jigs. <laughs> and we started to get huge at this point, 2014, 15, I guess. Right, right. All right, so out of the playing with the band, the roadie, and the writing for the magazine, which do you prefer? And what's like the difference between them? If you could like talk a little bit about what you think on that. Uh, it's kind of different. I. I guess writing is more, um, how can I say, it's cool because you have more uh, interaction with uh, bands you like. Like when I was writing, uh, sometimes I I like the music of the, band, the bands I was writing, but uh, not my favorite. So almost always we play with other bands that not uh, that I didn't like at all. And, I saw a lot of uh, bands uh, while I was roadie, but uh, after I started doing this, uh, like press, uh, I think it uh, was more specific, like all the bands that I used to go to gigs to review and interview was bands I liked. And that was a point to do good material because I know about what I was talking and also was uh good for me because i was seeing all the bands more in a closer way like uh, sometimes we go out before the, the jigs to drink some beers and talk and do these interviews and kind of stuff see, uh, see the the their shows and the stage this kind of things and i think i like this more but when i i, I play when with bands and i was roadie i think it was or into the uh, like uh, kind like more into the music itself because uh, if we don't didn't work right the music didn't happen so it was like more responsibility I guess. So we talked about all the other stuff, but I, I want to get to know like what are some of your favorite bands, favorite music? You know, what type of music are you really like really into? Whoa, cool, that's a good question. Like I say, I started to listen to music uh, when I really uh, enjoyed the music when I was 12 years old, I guess. And at that time, I started with stuff like Nirvana and The Vines, uh, kind of rouge thing, Perjain, uh, Alice in Chains, this kind of stuff. But the, the, all the those bands, uh, the device that I was playing at time was 
food bands. So I started to get into the the music that was uh, the bands that was actually in the in a time. Like I remember the first CD I I bought with my own money was Top City from System of a Down. And at that time I think I was I knew only two songs of that that album. I don't know how, what what at time I I make me took my money. The, at time I didn't work. I just received something from my father. Then I took all my money, all that he did, and it was awesome. And then I asked for a friend to took some copies from CDs. Then he he was listening to at uh, time uh, for me to listen. And I started to listen to Linkin Park, Evanescence. Uh, I, I, I was kind of uh, new metal bands, but then I one of the bands I I, I started to uh, try to start a band with some guys. They were more into the emo scene, and at the time emo was kind of new in Brazil. There was the, I think that there wasn't a scene. Really, in Brazil, there was only a few guys that listened to emo bands, but nobody else says that. That's emo. They got the guys are emo, and I listened to start listening a lot of Blink One Eighty Two at time. It's more pop punk. I don't know how they call, but I knew a band called Taking Back Sunday. I don't know if Taking Back Sunday, and then uh, we were about to cover a song. Them, but I I left after the second band Pratt and the band the band continue without me but uh, what I took from that experience was taking back Sunday they became my favorite band till today I have a on my room wall I have an autographed shirt a set list a lot of things of them they are pretty sure my favorite band and after this I started to listen to a lot of the user. The user was important for me because the was kind of heavy from the, the bands I I used to listen at the time. They have screens more more closer from uh, metal and uh, post hardcore. And from then from that I started uh, I dig into a lot of bands of the genre and I started to listen to 19 emo bands, the, the start of the all this thing. And I I remember the um, another band that changed my life was Seo Sin. Uh, I don't know if it's like is the pronounce. But it uh, was the band that Anthony Green plays, Anthony Green from Circus Survive. And they, he was uh, at, at this band. I think they say Seoshi, but I don't know the reference. Uh, it, it was magical. This the the, the EP from Seoshin was, I think, uh, to today the best thing I ever heard. And after this, I started to search about the band, and I find out that Anthony Green left to start Circus Survive, and then I started to listen a lot of Circus Survive. That is my like a second favorite band. And I also interviewed him, him one, twice, I guess, once from Super Survive, once from Seoshi. And this is amazing about uh, working with press because I called him his personal number 
and this kind of stuff, things I never imagined would happen. And I think uh, after this, I started to listen to uh, more math rock bands. And nowadays, I listen to a lot of Bolivia, Periphery, the more technical stuff. But I still well, listening to everything I pass music. I still listen to a little bit of every, everything. But almost always related to emo music and hardcore music. Right. So, gotta ask. Taking Back Sunday, if you had to pick a favorite album, what is your favorite Taking Back Sunday album? Uh, the second one, I think the second one is, was my favorite, uh, Where We Wanna Be, because it was fresh at the time when I started to listen to Taking Back Sunday. This was just released, and, and like it's uh, more relatable with that, that part of my life, because I had a girlfriend and a breakup and all this kind of thing that were about in the music so it took me deeply at that time and then i started to uh learn their songs on guitars and started to learn other instruments and they are like you you start to play a new instrument and say ah let's try to learn some singing it always was a take it back to this song because it was my favorite one yeah of course yeah they're a great band all right so talking a little bit about the other stuff but do you have any japanese bands or bands that you've like gotten to know here in japan that you would like recommend or some of like favorite bands here yeah i when the season came to japan i didn't interview none of japanese band but i write some articles about and before i came to japan i knew a band called fear and love in las vegas i don't know if you know that but I I downloaded their CD at the time. It was before we have the uh, website took down. And I downloaded because I talked the oh cool name and the sound of their and uh, the sound they play was kind of different of how stuff like more electronic, like Interchikari mixed with other things. And they sing in English, so I just noticed that it was a Japanese band and I grew after. And became one of my favorite Japanese bands at the time. Uh, I, think, I think it's my favorite Japanese band. But when I came to Japan, I said, I have to see a show of these guys. This is, might be amazing. But uh, when I started to went to gigs here in Japan, I knew some Japanese band that was uh, opening for another band that I was going to see. Like, uh, I see, uh, I see a new Pulsar Carbain that opened from Imarosa in Nagoya called Films. And they have a good sound. And like these days, a friend of mine in Brazil said to me, Oh, check this band. I, they are from Nagoya. And I said, Oh, I know this band. I, I saw them. And I, I saw that I see the thing right in the, their, their start. And now they become popular outside. Out and other band that I saw that I, uh, really impressed me was Survive Say the, Perf- the Perfect. They, they opened for a um, uh, start of the year in Nagoya. And well, they, they killed uh, alive. The singers good. All the band do a good job. It's pretty impressive. Right. Okay. So, uh, uh, what's the difference between like the the scene in Brazil, the scene in Japan, the what you know of the scene in America. Like, can you tell me a little bit about what is the scene, the music scene like in Brazil? 
Yeah, I I guess uh, like seeing from Brazil because I I talk a lot about American bands and some of European bands, but in Brazil it's kind of different because uh, all all instruments get a little with a high price in Brazil. So when I started to play, I started with the shittiest uh, gear ever, <laughs> and this kind of I don't know killed some ta new talents from 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 our town. Like uh, when you start, you won't, won't buy good stuff because you have uh, you don't know if the this thing will go go through. You don't know if you still will still playing like two years from now, and that's the main like uh, problem with Brazil in in, kinds of, uh, in terms of music, but. Also, I think um, all the gear you find here is good stuff. You, you have some some more accessible things, but kind of, it's easier to buying good uh, equipment for your sounds. But also, I think uh, Japanese have more like um, I don't know. Uh, we have a, a lot of uh, bad bands. <laughs> It's, it's funny to say that, but uh, like I said, I started to play with uh, 14, and there's uh, a lot of teenage bands playing around, and they do some festivals with uh, like 20 bands. You have three good bands and 17 that you have to stand there just because you pay. So uh, now we start to change. We people start to notice that. People was only going to see the main bands, and most they enter after the the first good band starts to play, and it wasn't a waste of time for everybody. And I think it, uh, it's not good for starter bands to had had this kind of exposition because they might uh, have co uh, negative comments that almost always <laughs> uh, leads them to. Give up on music, and it's not cool because uh, they might have some talent that didn't develop develop yet, and it's kind of good that it's not that it's not like that anymore. But in Brazil, you have a lot of good ba good bands too. But in I think in Japan, there's a lot more bands. There's, there's a lot more kids going going out to play and this kind of stuff. More like uh, good bands. And I think it's more because of the accessibility from the instruments, from good venues to play. And I think Japanese people took things more serious. Like, uh, I think in Brazil, we took uh, music as fun till we sing a contract. <laughs> if you're not singing it, it's, it's, it's still being something like just for fun. We had our own jobs besides of music. And I didn't have this contact more intimately from American bands, European bands, just this kind of stuff that's you know internet and talk with them with interviews. But uh, I think in, in Japan, when you start a band with a Japanese people or people that more into the music here, is the first thing you you ask is, is uh, we're gonna play only for fun or we're gonna take serious? We're gonna <laughs> schedule jigs, we're gonna records and album, and 
like I think people don't waste time trying things here. They start with an idea, they really want to fall. Uh, and I think that that's the main point that changed things. Of course, every country has his uh, this scene in different aspects of everything, like the sound and how it works. But I think al almost always uh, everything that I see here is more professional. So you're talking about bands that were young when they got their start. I think uh, the biggest example coming out of Brazil would be Sepultura. Yeah, Sepultura, they are huge. Yeah, we, we had some bands that, that put out good stuff for us as young kids. Like, uh, there, there's a band that called Cefa, C-E-F-A, Cefa. And they're doing such amazing sound. Uh, the first EP sounds like on the road, and they start to develop their own sound. And I think that uh, my favorite Brazilian band nowadays is Cefa. And they started at 17, I guess. The first gig I saw of them, the, the singer was like uh uh was so young that i didn't know how to say whoa you're an amazing guy like for, for me it was kind of strange because i had 25 at a time and a kid was doing everything that i wanted to do as a band yeah we're around the same age and like i see on youtube kids that are like 12 to 15 years old that are doing drumming guitar covers and i just think back and it's crazy to think like wow they're doing this now like damn you know yeah like i play i play guitar since i was 13 you know i have 29 it's more than 15 years of playing and there's a lot of kids that play they stood for two years and doing some covers i can't youtube so i say no the generation rocks so uh, here in Japan, have you tried to start any sort of band or music project? Well, um, like I said before, I started. I tried to start a band. So I played with some guys, but it wasn't. We weren't matching the styles and this kind of thing. But a few days ago, I knew a guy here from Yokohama too, and he. I knew him because I bought the double. No pedal from drums from him, and he's, he was selling because he lives in an apartment. He can play it uh, at his house, his own house. So we, after I bought the, the pedal, we started to talk about music, and he said, "Well, I want to play in a band too, but I can't find people." And I talked to him about some bands we like. We like. Wow, a lot of new metal and metalcore bands that I match. So we decided to start. And tomorrow will be the first band press. I don't know if it will work out, but the, my plan is to start a band more into my style, more heavier stuff. But also, I I like this kind of produce, uh, like to create music. So I, I try to build uh, my own studio. Yeah, I have a, a lot of instruments here. I have a, a control, MIDI controller, guitar, <laughs> drums. Uh, I need a better PC, a better computer, but 
I my place is kind of try to do a uh, uh, solo album like just to see if I uh, I can do it and also do uh, to record my more acoustic songs uh, the ideas I have that don't fit in a band but also can be cool to listen to and. Also, with my in working at press, I still writing about music in Brazil, like post Air. and I think we uh, now we're gonna do a reformulation of the website. We're gonna change the domain. We're gonna try to uh, turn things into more more professional stuff. So I think uh, I will still working. Uh, this the interviews now we can go to the Brazilian gigs that was happening that that is happening. But I also want to write about uh, what I see here in Japan news, like the festivals, like the bands that don't play in Brazil probably won't play in the future. But I can tell about people uh, how they they're they're playing and. Maybe uh, do some uh, exclusive interviews from bits that are kind of inaccessible for us in Brazil. But uh, also starting, uh, we have a podcast through from Jose Carbier, but I also want to start my own podcast right now. I, I already recorded the first edition. But I think I will release it separate from the website because I don't want to talk only with music musicians. I want to maybe talk with some gamers, and like uh, any any interesting people that I have good questions. I will try to ask for an interview and. I think where I will, will be based on interviews, but we always talk about random stuff in other podcasts. So I need to see what's going to happen. But I think uh, I'm doing everything by my own. We will give a different face from everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that I work. Yeah, I've been doing this podcast now for about two months, I guess, and it's a lot easier to do it by myself. But it's also a lot harder because... You, know, you have to do everything by yourself, but when you're done, you get this feeling of satisfaction, like, wow, I actually did all of this, just recording, the editing, the, the producing, all that kind of stuff. Do that by yourself, and it's a little bit easy, but hard, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think you will, everything you, uh, like, well, when there's more people, you have a uh, less part of the uh, uh, final product. Yeah. When you do everything, you say, wow, that, that's my, my work, yeah. you had get proud of this uh, also in 2020 you know you have to expect that more people are willing to listen to a podcast than read a magazine or a book or something because you can just listen to a podcast and do anything at the same time so yeah you can do this uh, like uh, on your wish job you can put your headphones in like listen to uh, in, like in my job i work as a electrician and all the day long, I put my earphones and listen to something. And sometimes you don't want to just listen to music. You know, it's good to listen to some podcasts or uh, audiobooks and this kind of stuff. 
So I think it's more it can reach more people. But I also I noticed that uh, a few years ago, like yeah, Facebook is pretty popular still in Brazil. And like if you post uh, some good phrase, you have two likes. And if you post this phrasing uh, in, <laughs> with a match or something like you will have more response. So I think uh, the visual appeal and now uh, we're saying like you um, the how easy it is to uh, hear a podcast or hear an audiobook while we were doing other things has more reach because people are views, <laughs> people like his views, like his. Uh, you have a short time to stop and read things. And like when you stop to start to stop to read some articles or some something more important, uh, maybe it's about another thing. So we can put uh, people left music like uh, not important stuff like uh, I think they will do when they have more time. In, almost always they have no more time to do this kind of stuff. So I think it's good. I I noticed that too, that I, that I only write wasn't enough, uh, only one form wasn't enough to spread what I was trying to spread. Yeah, of course. All right, man, so coming to the end of the interview, I just wanted to give you the space and time to advertise everything that you want to advertise and say anything else that you want to say. Yeah, okay, uh, so you guys can see my work at PostcardBR on there's a website uh, PostcardBR one because the original was deleted uh, striking uh, dot dot and if you search for PostcardBR you can also find us on um, Spotify we have a, our podcast there on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. I think uh, we interact more on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook's kind of dead today in Brazil. But uh, I also want to mention my own blog. My own blog. Uh, I write some old, uh, poems and all kind of uh, self-help thing. And it's all like open.blogspot.com. It's all in Portuguese, but uh, Google Translate can do the, the job for you guys. And my new podcast, I, I just record, but I didn't edit or, or post. I have no name yet, so I eventually will put out next week. And it has no name yet, so I don't know how you guys going to find it. But I probably will post some post RBR, so... If someone has interest to check out, uh, look for Postcard Barbarian. This this food there. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Rodrigo. It was a great talking to you, and I really appreciate you coming on here today. So thank you for the invite and from this good good conversation. And that's it. Let's keep on rocking. That was my interview with Rodrigo Hishiki. You can find his work at posthardcore.brblogspot.com
that's going to do it for this episode of the Gotham to Tokyo podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Also, I want to thank Rodrigo for taking part in the interview. I'm going to leave you with one final track. This is from a self-described breakneck buzzcore band from Tokyo called Storm of Void. Their influences range from Mastodon to Corrupted and other styles of hardcore and metal, which they blend together in a brutal, pounding, instrumental metal way. Off of their 2013 album, this is their song called Silent Eyes. Thank you everybody for listening, and I will see you next week.